Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, my family. Good morning. Greetings to every single one of you. What a joy, what a blessed brand new year, brand new era. Thanking God for Pentecost, thanking God for this new season that we're in. Welcome to every single one of you. We miss you tremendously, myself and Pastor Z. We thank the Lord that the church churches have been opened and uh, 50 people allowed. Pray for us, keep praying and trusting the Lord that we would know what to do, the direction, the green light from God, which way to go. That becomes really important for me to make sure that I'm hearing from God. Even though they said it's okay, I want to hear what, this, what the master of the church, the head of the church has said. So keep praying for us. And I'm trusting God we're going to meet real soon. Looking forward to the praise and worship coming together with the sons and daughters. It is a great joy once again this morning to be able to bring the word to you and to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. Well, Pray with me, pray with us this morning because we need the grace of God this morning. We need God to speak into our hearts. We need God to give us revelation. We need God, our steps are ordered according to his word. So bless the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you so much for this grace, this wonderful season that we are in. Thank you that you've always kept us. Your hand is forever upon us, my God. Your eyes are forever upon the righteous. And so I pray today, Lord, that you would give a word in season to him who's weary. I pray today, Father, that this word will touch every heart and every mind, lift the confusion. We bind spirits of fear, doubt, and unbelief. We believe in your word, my God, and we thank you today for this victory that is found in you, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, uh, it is Pentecost uh, season. It is the season of Jubilee. It is also the year of the opening, and for some others have called it the year of the mouth. It is important in this season of Jubilee, there's so much that's happening across the globe. You and I have got to be careful that we don't get locked up and caught up and caught with the wind of what's happening across the globe. Remember that your steps are ordered according to God's word. It is, you are a sheep, you're hearing his voice. You need to know clearly what God has got to say to the churches. And that is what we've been leaning into and trusting God with. And so this morning, I want you to know that um, a church that is captured, someone said, uh, by cultural, political and ethnic limitations. And that is defined by isolation, denominational and organizational codes will not have the ability to move into the vast global movements of God in the day of apostolic regathering of the nations. In broad terms, it tells us that, he's trying to say that the word of God can become of none effect. Anytime we get caught up with traditions, when we get caught up in the limitations and the ethnic limitations and cultural and political upheaval that's happening across the globe. So much happening across the globe, all the United States, the last week and a bit has been, has seen so much chaos and and so many voices and so much uh, confusion, upheaval come in. It's that we're not sure anymore who to believe in, what to, what to go with anymore. And that's one of the reasons why you and I need to be anchored in God's word. And that's the reason why we need to stay focused 
upon God's word. People are very passionate about so many things and they're willing to fight anybody and anything. But you must, you must be, and I must be reminded that we were born like Jesus was. He stayed focused on the cause. The Bible says he set his face like flint. And the Bible is helping us understand that focus. You and I need to focus because uh, distraction is the destruction of destinies. And God wants you to remain focused in the season. And that's the reason why we are bringing you this word today in the name of Jesus. And, you know, so many other people that are, that are bringing opinions and the opinions are everywhere. People are, you know, they, they, they're being loud, they're being bold. Others are speaking against the Bible, speaking against churches. Are we for the church? Should the churches be open? Should they be closed? If you're opening it, you don't, don't care about the people. If you, if you close it, you've got no faith. I mean, where do we fit in all of this? 1 Peter 3.15 helps us understand it. The Bible says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And so much more in the season. You need to have an answer. That's what it says. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We must have a ready defense. You must have scripture. You must have a reason why you get up in the morning. There must be a reason why you have hope. You must be able to have, a, have an answer. The Bible says have a ready defense. And so uh, we're building people in the season concerning God's word. And I want the devil to know he cannot open up his mouth. This is the year of the opening, but he's trying to open up his mouth louder than anybody else. And he's wanting to drown out this message. This is the season of Jubilee. It's the year of the opening. And you cannot allow the enemy to shut your mouth or for his voice to be louder than anything else that's happening across the globe. We are children of the Most High God and you must have a ready defense. You must have an answer for anybody who asks you of the hope that's on the inside of you because you are a child of the living God. Somebody say amen and amen. This is the season of, of Jubilee. This is the year of the, uh, as Pentecost is coming last Sunday. It also means it was 49, 50 days from uh, the cross to Pentecost. It was God's, uh, it's the Jubilee for the, children, for the children of God. It's where, you know, season where prisons were released. If we study scripture, I don't want to go into that study today. But it was the recovery of sight of the blind, the restoration of land. It was the relief of debt. It was rest for the people of God. It was the revelation of the blessing. It was revival for God's people. Do you understand that it should have been the place where the nations come together? This is the message in, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, it was everybody were gathered from different nations and they were speaking in their language. That's what the tongues were. They said, we understand what they're saying in our language. It should have been a uniting of the nations. And here the enemy is trying to divide all the nations. But you are a child of God. You are, you are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And you cannot be caught up with the wind and every hashtag that's going around in the season. You're going to have to stay focused on the kingdom assignment. You're going to have to get what the word of God is saying. And you don't have to fight every single battle. David said, isn't there a cause? And you must stay, too, stay true to the cause. You must. This is when they ask Jesus. He says, are you a king then? He says, yes, for this cause I've come. And for this cause I was born. There is a kingdom that must manifest. There is the son of, of man that must be lifted up. His name is Jesus. Can somebody praise the name of Jesus this morning? Can somebody begin to bless him this morning? Can somebody begin a call upon the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He has an answer. He knew about the problems that we'd be facing. And the Bible says he's given you all things that pertain to life and 
godliness. We have an answer. We know which way to go. We are led by the Spirit of God. We have a kingdom that's unshakable, uncursable, unstoppable. You are in this kingdom and you are born to overcome in every area of your life. You're born a winner. He made you that way. So child of God, you must have an answer. It's the same reason why we are studying scriptures and why we're getting into the word of God. Praise the Lord. Well, let us, let us go further into the word. Glory be to Jesus. John chapter 10 and verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And not just saved for heaven. He says, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. He says, I've come that they may have life and they that they may have it more abundantly. It's not shifted since the corona's here. It's not shifted. His idea, his, his thought, his plan for, for you, his prosperity, the life of abundance to the full until it overflows, it still is your portion. You are a child of God, the living God. Come on, somebody. He says, I am the good shepherd. He's not a bad shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He is your shepherd. He can walk you through valley times. He can guide you into, into safe pastures. He can lead you beside still waters. He can anoint your head with oil. He's bringing you and I into a good land. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? Can you bless him this morning? He says, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Did he give his life for you? Yes, he did for, for us. But a hireling, and this is where I want you to understand this morning, a hireling, a hireling, somebody who doesn't care about the sheep, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, the world doesn't own you, they might want to throw their ideas at you, they might have to throw you with some concepts and ideas, but they do not own you. The shepherd laid his life down for you, you have a good shepherd, he died for you, you have the victory in him, can somebody praise the Lord this morning? He says he sees the wolf coming and leaves the the sheep and fleas. When a hireling is taking care of you, when a concept or a hashtag or an idea or somebody's idea that you are chasing after and supporting in the season. I am telling you, when trouble comes, they are not going to be there for you. You've got to be careful in the season that you follow the good shepherd. The my sheep hear my voice. You've got to hear me today. There are many voices vying for your attention, but you're going to have to learn how to shut them down through the word of God. And that's why we are here this morning. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The enemy, it comes with only one agenda. This is his job description. It's to kill to steal and to destroy. Jesus says, now you must understand the importance of the scripture. Oh my God, there's so much going through my spirit. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Somebody just, the people, when you follow whatever is happening across the globe, when you're following people's hashtags. Now the latest in, in Johannesburg is that, you know, uh, colored lives matter. Yes, all lives matter. Black lives matter, Jewish lives matter, black lives matter, Indian, Asian, all lives matter. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. He never gave it for a hashtag. 
He gave it for the world. He gave it for all the systems. He died so that you and I can live in a life of abundance. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. I laid down my life for the sheep. His life was laid down for you. The truth is that we all had ideas before we came to this door. I'm getting ahead of myself. It says, and the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. There are other people that don't know Jesus Christ. I can't get caught up with somebody's political agenda. I can't get caught up with one idea. When you listen to one leader of a particular political party in South Africa that says, you know, alcohol is not a good idea. Uh, you know, you should be alcohol. And on the same conversation, he's saying that the church is rubbish and not essential. That is the stranger's voice. That is a hireling's voice. Jesus died for his church and he died for your life to preserve you and to protect you. You'll be careful which agenda you pick up in the season. I'm speaking to you as your pastor this morning. I'm speaking to you as somebody who's concerned about your life being built up and that you can follow God and follow his word and follow the voice of the good shepherd because he's always going to lead you into a good land because he's a good God. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning because he's a good God? Can you praise him this morning because he's a good shepherd? Can you thank him this morning? He is Jehovah Roy. He, he is your shepherd. The nature of the shepherd determines the quality of life that the sheep would lead. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to you, forsake you. He's not a hireling. He says other voices are the hirelings, but you have a good shepherd who's here to take care of you and your family. And he knows the path that I take. And when we come forth, we're going to come forth as gold. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? He says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also must bring, and they will hear my voice. Listen to what he's saying. They're going to hear my voice. And there'll be one flock and one shepherd. Glory be to God. So hear what Jesus says. He says, Jesus said to them again, assuredly I say to you, he starts with this conversation, I am the door of the sheep. Now watch now, the narratives, the hashtags, the agendas of the world. It almost seems when people speak about Jesus and the kingdom of God and all the different religions, young, one young man out in, in Durban, uh, you know, he was preaching about the gospel and preaching, he trying to give his testimony and, and he got lambasted for that, for preaching. It's like, well, you know, you're so narrow minded, you know, Jesus, the only way. The only name. You know, we too have other gods. We're being disrespectful. We're not being disrespectful. There is a name that is above every other name. That at that name, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, the earth, and under the earth. Whether it be now or in eternity, somebody's gonna, you're going to hear that name and you're going to make a bow to that name. His name is Jesus. He said, I am the way. I'm not going to give you away. He says, I am the way. And then he says, I am the door. So here's the powerful thing about the door. Many people fighting this side of the door. I fought my agenda when I went in for fighting for equal, uh, for equality and justice and, and, and having to ask neighbors to permission to stay next to them. Group areas act and all that went with it. And I, the anger that rose up on the inside of me before I was born again. And yet when you come to this door, this door, Jesus says, I am the door. So you can have a whole bunch of agendas before the door. But when you come to the door, it seems like it's so narrow because you're going to come through this door. 
and you're going to receive what this door has done for you. And he's saying everything that is before this door, before this door came. He says, listen to them, they're thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them because the enemy only comes to kill, steal and destroy. He doesn't want you to progress. He wants to fight battles. It's got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. I was there. I fought those things. I got angry as a colored man, as a, as a, as a young boy, not having opportunities, economic opportunities. I know what it's, what it's like to be not white enough and not black. They're not black enough. I know what it's like to be deprived of opportunities. But I had to make a choice that if I'm going to come through this door and I'm going to take on Jesus' agenda and his kingdom, I was going to have to drop mine. And that's what you have to understand. You must drop your hashtag. You must drop your agenda. You're not here to fight for a color group, a certain race group. You are here to fight for justice, for his foundation. The throne of his foundation is on justice. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. And you and I must understand that justice must be served. But I'm not here to pick up the agenda for the colored people. I'm not here for black people. I'm not here for male. I'm not here fighting for female. I am on a kingdom agenda. And I am an ambassador. And you are an ambassador for the kingdom of God. And you are here to establish a righteous foundation. And bring people onto the foundation. And introduce them to the door. That the sheep must enter into. What he's saying here is that all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Are you listening to what he says? You're, you must pay attention to what you're hearing. That's what he's saying. He says hearing then becomes a crucial and vital point for your destiny. Because you can't go into what he has. It wasn't just saved. He says, when you come to me, ah, I mean, he's saying, be careful what you hear. And he who has an ear to hear must begin to pay attention. You've got to live by with discernment in the season. You can't take up just everything that is happening over here. The enemy is robbing the church in this hour with the jubilee and the message of the jubilee. And what it means, what is needed in the season was not to take on every other agenda and every other voice and every other uh, uh, political agenda, whatever agendas are out there. You and I were supposed to be celebrating Jubilee. And what does it mean for you? What does it mean for restoration? What does it mean for unity? What does it mean for agreement across the globe? That's what you should be hearing. He says, I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Number one, you get born again. That's an important part of you coming through this door and will go in and go in and out and find pasture. Glory be to Jesus. The voice is this side of the door. When you choose Jesus Christ, when you choose his kingdom and you walk through this door, you drop your hashtag. You drop your agenda. You drop your religion. You drop your tradition. You drop your culture. And you grab a hold of the kingdom culture because you have to walk through this door. Listen how important this is. The voices that you are hearing is either going to bring you through that door and why I'm here to preach. To get you to understand this door and to find the pasture for your future because that's what you need. And then there are voices that are here to kill, to steal and to destroy. Satan knows that. He'll set up any other agenda, any other voice to become louder. You know, it's the year of the mouth. Open up the mouth and make it louder so that you can get caught up in his agenda. Why? So that you can be robbed of your destiny.
The thief does not come except to kill, steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'm come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm telling you today once again that this thing seems like a narrow path. But it does not mean that it is a small place that you're going into. That means this is the year of the opening. As God opens up the doors for you in the season and you begin to understand who Jesus is, what his cause was, and the reason for why he came. When you walk through that door, there is enough pasture on the other side for you and your family to live well. I speak that upon you. It's a place of abundance. He says, I've come to give you life to the, to the full until it overflows. Life in abundance, child of God. Abundance. I want to speak that upon you because even though it seems like a narrow place we enter into, on the other side of this door, there's more than enough for black, white, colored, Indian, everybody. Jubilee is the playing, the leveling of the playing fields. One father, one big brother, no genders, no color of your skin plays here in this pasture. No, no special agendas and hashtags in here. One kingdom cause that's unshakable. We are here to advance, to honor the king and advance his kingdom. That's the only reason why we are here. Don't get caught up in the rest of the stuff. Don't get caught up in because it's a black thing. Or now I need to fight for white people. Someone else came and said, we need to fight for Jewish people. Where does this thing stop? It stops at the door. Jesus is the door. His kingdom is unshakable. I am telling you, when all is said and done, his kingdom is the only thing that's going to keep advancing. No political party. No, no big opinions. Everybody, I'm telling you, the grave, both Jubilee and the grave are levelers. You come into this Jubilee, it's the leveler. The Holy Spirit falls upon everyone. Maidservants, men servants. Your children, the boys, the young men, the, the, the old men to have dream. It falls on everyone because the dream is for everyone. Everyone's gift matters. This is a kingdom culture. Don't you get caught up with this world's idea and the enemy spewing things as he's opening up his mouth. Don't you keep quiet in the season. When you walk through this door, this is what becomes really powerful. When you walk through this door and why many people don't want to walk through that door is because why the enemy would fight them is because you think that you lose. Listen to what Jesus says. The prophet Ezekiel says in Ezekiel chapter 36. For I'll take you from among the nations, gather you out of all the countries, listen to the unity, and bring you into your own land. This is supposed to be a time of gathering, not a time of scattering. This is the time Jubilee is where nations come together, where young and old and everyone begins to function with a kingdom purpose, single focus of why we are here. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. That is the washing of the precious blood of Jesus Christ and the washing of God's word. The, there's a washing taking place right now. It's the cleansing of us. I will cleanse you from your filthiness and from all your idols. Have you been cleansed in his blood? Have you been washed in his blood? Are you rid of all the idols? Are you rid of all your agendas? Have you laid it at the door? So that you can pick up this cause. This kingdom cause. The cause of Christ. Are you still fighting for the cause of Christ? Or have you picked up 
because your emotions, your feeling for people and things all around you? Or have you forgotten why he saved you? Have you forgotten why you were here? He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. This is what it means. You can't legislate love. You can't go to the courts and tell somebody, tell this person to love me. You can't go into nations and go and offer people, you know, that if we change this law. I mean, I mean, how do you do that? You know, how do we measure that? Because there's no law against love. How, how are people going to do that? You can't tell me that after you've, you've come and put 10 rand in the, in, the, in the offering plate that you love the Lord. Or that you've gone to visit your mother for two hours and that shows love. They can put a law that you must visit your parents. They did that in China. You can't legislate love. There's going to have to be a transformation of the heart. That's why you come to the door. He pulls out a stony heart and he gives you a heart of flesh. And then he puts, he writes his laws, his statutes upon your heart. That's why he says, now guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the forces of life. You must guard your heart against hatred and bitterness and prejudices. And all that the enemy is trying to throw in your heart in this season. Because this is a season of jubilee. And you can't function. And you can't find pasture. And you can't come into the best that God has got for you. With a, with a stony heart. With a hardened heart. With a heart that's bitter. With a heart that, that's offended. With a racist heart. You can't live in there with that. This is the season of jubilee. Where you're supposed to receive the newness. Because he asked it. He says, I'll put my spirit within you. And I will cause you to walk in my statutes and you'll keep my judgments and you're going to do them. How are you going to do them? Not based upon some law. It's coming out of the heart that you can love people, that you can love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is a love thing. This is a love thing. This is about you loving God and then loving yourself and loving people. The reason why people don't like love other people is number one is because they don't know, love themselves. You can't give anything to anybody you don't have. So how do I get it? I go to God. God takes out the stony heart, puts inside of me a heart of flesh so that I can love people. Before I came to that door, I was full of hatred, man. Anger, bitterness, revenge, racism, prejudice. It's in my heart. God had to remove that. So let's deal with this racism in the season because we need to bring back the kingdom culture because its roots are in love. It was for God so loved the world. Don't let the enemy hijack this narrative. No, you are a kingdom citizen. You are an ambassador for Christ. You are sent on a, a mission. You are not just supposed to become like the rest of the world. You are the yeast. They're supposed to infiltrate the dough. You're not supposed to become like the dough. You're not supposed to become taking on the world and its culture. Are you with me this morning? I'm your apostle. I'm your pastor. And I'm telling you today, I approve of this message. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And it's important because there's pasture. My big concern for people that are fighting these battles is that you die this side of the door. And not necessarily just be killed per se. I'm talking about never coming into what God has got for you. He says that you get saved and then you come in and out and you find pasture. 
You're supposed to find the place that's supposed to feed you spiritually, mentally, financially, relationally. The things that God has got for you. It's called the life of abundance. It's what the Holy Spirit comes to give you. He's here to lead you and to guide you. You cannot walk with hatred and expect the Spirit of God to, to lead you. You cannot, you, cannot, you cannot bless and blame. You cannot be pitiful and powerful. You're going to have to choose one. And I've made up my mind many, many years ago that I'm going to leave the hashtags, the attitudes, the mindsets that I had before of how the injustices were. And I left them at the door. And I said yes to the heart of God. And he changed it. He turned that heart of stone into flesh. And that's the reason why when all is said and done and the funerals are done and the, and the buildings come back up again and, and, and people's lives supposed to go back to normal, we still progress. Don't let the enemy keep you through offense from your destiny. Listen to David. I'm almost done. Psalms 119 verse 133. He says, order my steps in your word. And let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. He says, let my progress and let my steps be controlled by your word. That's beautiful. I, I must go and find scripture to find out what the situation looks like. I ask God to govern and to help us navigate the season because I need to find a word. And the Lord gave me John 10, 10 for you this morning that you can begin to understand. The Lord says, don't die this side of the door. Don't allow the enemy to kill, to steal and to destroy your destiny this side of the door with your hashtag and with your personal prejudices. He says, drop it because there's a kingdom culture. Now, what does it mean with the pasture? It means I can go and build systems. I can go and build education systems. I can go and let my steps be ordered according to God's word. We can raise up new governors. We can raise up new police. We can raise up sons and daughters that know how to function in the world because that's the pasture you and I have received. Glory be to God. That's the pasture. That's the food that is for you and I. Iniquity means in Hebrew means getting tired or losing energy. And you watch those people. They get on there because, you know, the mob is going with it and the crowd is pushing for an agenda. And even, even those with a nefarious agenda hop onto this hashtag and Black Lives Matter. But it's just a matter of time that they lose energy. It's a world system. He says iniquity means getting tired of losing energy. And the enemy wants you on that side. He wants you this side of the door. Where you're supposed to walk through the door and let your steps be ordered. Come on. The steps of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord. Our lives progress at the speed of our decisions. Make a decision today that I'm not going to pick up another agenda. I made that decision many, many years ago. I'm not fighting unnecessary battles. I'm here for one purpose only. I'm here to honor the king and I'm here to advance his kingdom because we have an agenda. He has a mission. We are here for on purpose. I'm not going to pick up anybody's battles. Don't let, the, don't let the brothers bring you into a fight. When David got onto the battlefield, he said, isn't there a cause? The enemy wants to get nowhere by wasted energy. Getting tired, losing, getting tired, losing energy. Getting nowhere by wasting your energy. You don't have all that time. You must, you only got 24 hours in a day and you only got so much energy. Is it the COVID fight? Is it the colored fight? 
Is it, you know, Black Lives Matter? Which way do I go? Justice must be served. And that's correct. Do I pray or do I protest? I say pray. I say protest where you can. But I want to ask where's the progress? Did, you, did we build something? Did the culture shift? Did the generation shift? Did we learn the lessons? Or do we go back every five years and burn down buildings? Do we go back every five years and go and do things again because we're frustrated? No. There are three things that must come out of this. One is I prayed. One is there must be my voice is the protest. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to destroy people. You can have your voice be heard. Progress. Get your feet moving if that's what you feel is in your heart to do. My question as an apostle is what progress what plan what purpose what path are we leaving for the next generation and this progress part i watch some people pray i watch some people protest but i don't see many people making progress because the progress comes because we are connected to god's word david said that he says don't let iniquitous patterns Redeem me from the oppression of men that I may keep your precepts. He says, order my steps in your word. And let no iniquity have dominion over me. When your steps are ordered, then iniquity has no dominion over me. Order or iniquity governs people's lives. Only order or iniquity. You've heard me preach this before. So I'm either going to choose the path of order where I allow God's word to order me for God to bring justice, to God to heal us, for God to forgive us, for God to give us a new heart and travel in a direction with God. Or I allow iniquity to just be the chaos of our lives. We lose energy. We don't even know people lose their lives and yet we make no progress because we've just protested every single five, every couple of years. One brings acceleration, the other brings wasted time and energy. Being saved makes the kingdom available to you. But nothing in this kingdom is automatic. You have to activate it in your life. And my prayer this morning for every single one of you, your prayer must be, Lord, let no generational chaos be part of my life and my bloodline. That's what David was praying. He says, take me back to precepts. Take me back to your original idea for my life so that I can walk in dominion and have victory all the days of my life. I want to understand Jubilee. I want to understand the cross. I want to understand your precepts. That's what God said. I found a man after my own mind. Because in trouble, David could always go and pray according to the word of God. So his will could be accomplished. So David could make progress. The greatest king that Israel ever produced was King David. Why? His steps were ordered according to God's word. Can God just break every generational chaos? Just pray right now. Father, no more losing energy. No more losing time. No more losing my money. No more losing in business deals. No more losing. No more losing. Being in a generational chaos and the loss of resources. I am not a part of a chaotic generation. I'm a generation who's getting my life and my steps ordered by according to your word. Generational chaos is broken from my life from this day because my steps are ordered according to your word, my God. Oh, just pray right now in the name of Jesus that God will break that generational chaos. Are you not going to get caught up with a generation that is not going to make progress? I am telling you, it's okay to pray. It's the right thing to do is we pray. It's okay to protest. You can get up on your feet, but I am telling you, your mind is the only way you can progress. 
and your mind can be renewed according to God's word to bring you into your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Redeem me from the oppression of man. Keep, Lord, let me understand your precepts. Oh God, break this. Men cannot oppress you when your steps are ordered according to the kingdom of God. Glory be to God. Anytime, men, you have no word on the inside of you, men will have the upper hand over your life. That's where the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You must. Thy word have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. It is critical that order be in our lives first through his word. And otherwise, people will oppress you. Hashtags will keep you busy. We need to go to Westbury. We need to go and pull the sons and daughters out. They get them born again and tell them that they have a father. They have a big brother. His name is Jesus. They have other sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. I see, I have a vision of them building education centers. I see the campuses going up. I see gifts coming forth. I see people coming to a place where they belong, where they know that they are loved, they cared for, and they have a father who is in heaven. This is a kingdom message. It is a kingdom message. It was for this reason that the son of man was made manifest. 1 John 3 verse 8 is to undo the work of the devil. Don't you ever take this message as just, you know, no big deal. This is the message. He says this message of the kingdom must be preached and then the end will come. What does that mean? It means anytime you pick up the kingdom message, it's the end of all your religious, traditional systems, you've, your hashtags. It's the end of it. It's the end of it. You don't hear a proper kingdom preacher lifting up hashtags. Don't, you don't hear it. I haven't come to pick up a Westbury cause. I haven't come to pick up a, a colored cause. I haven't come to pick up a, a Catonian cause. Whatever cause. We were going to come and help people. But we're not a social club. We're here to bring people into the kingdom of God. Let them walk through this door and become all that God has called them to be. Do you understand why you are here? You are on a mission. And so am I. You're going to be careful how you build right now. We have to seriously pay attention to the cause of Christ. And really understand the kingdom of God. We are here to manifest his kingdom. Not to pick up on a man-made agenda. Listen to Jesus. The words of your master and your savior. The one who saved you. The one who's the door. The one who says there's pasture for you. Listen to his words. John 4.34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. That's your food. That's my food. That's the reason why we are here. Because after all... The those that have been buried and all the deaths that's taken and all the destruction has taken place. There's one who died for you and he stayed focused on the father's cause. You're here to fulfill a kingdom assignment. My time is up. Do not say there are still four months, then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. You are here, sent into the harvest fields. You are not here to become part of the problem. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I've sent you. You have an apostolic mandate, 
I've sent you. You are on commission. I have set you up as an ambassador. I will give you all that you need for the journey. I will empower you and I'll cover you and I'll send angels to go before you. But I have sent you. I have sent you. Put this message inside of you. Get an understanding so you can share this message with whoever you can. Start a watch party. Share this message. I sent you to reap for that which you've not labored. Others have labored and you've entered into their labors. God don't have a harvest problem. He's got a laborer problem. He's sending you. He wants you to pick up your responsibility. He wants you to understand that this jubilee message is for everybody. The word of God is so strong. It's growing. The Bible says the word of God grew and prevailed. For the kingdom of God is not just in word, it's in power. It's happening around us. We're seeing things shifting. We're seeing God doing lifting up businesses, building things, putting things together because his kingdom cannot fail. And we have peace. For the increase of his government in peace, there shall be no end. Child of God, there's a repentance that must take place today. Because when the hashtags are done, I'm just seeing people being divided more and more. I'm seeing more hopelessness. But listen to what the scripture said about you. That you must have a ready defense. For anybody who asks you about the hope that's on the inside of you. You have hope. This is our ready defense. That Christ is the door. And he has pasture for us. And we dropped our hashtags. And we got a new heart. And we walked through that door. And we're coming in and out. And we're finding pasture. And we're building systems. We're building education systems. We're building businesses. We're taking care of family. We are doing what God has called us to do in the church. We're building communities, media, arts, entertainment, government, governmental structures. We're busy building them for the kingdom of God. Glory be to Jesus. And you are part of that kingdom. And if you want to get involved in this kingdom, the Bible says, up until John, you know, in the prophets, that's the message was preached. But everybody now is pressing into Luke 16, 16. It's pressing into the kingdom. This message is now being preached and everybody's looking for their kingdom. What? They're looking for peace. They're looking for a place where their lives can work. It can function. It finds meaning. And there's no color in that place. There's only one color we see. It's called red. It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm having to be careful that I don't allow this message to come and contaminate my heart. To create, make me offended, bitter in any way. I need to walk in forgiveness because faith only works by love in this posture. For anybody that does, know, does not know Jesus Christ, this message is for you. My cry is for a generation that needs to know not religion, have a relationship with the Father. We are all God's creation. But we're not all God's children. When you receive Jesus Christ, this so-called narrow thinking that the world thinks that the devil's been selling this generation. No one comes unto the Father but by Him. If you've never received Him as your Lord and Savior, today I'm asking you to do that. I'm asking you to reach out to Christ. Call upon His name. He'll be there for you. He'll answer you when you call. But I'm telling you, He's got a great plan for your life. 
He's got a path you can travel and he's laid his life down for you. He's the good shepherd. I pray this morning that you would really open up your heart to him. Pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I ask you to come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. I receive you as the door, as the answer, as the opening, as the one who's made a way for me to live in the presence of Almighty God. That there is a path and a plan and a place and a pasture for me and my family and my home and my future. That my life matters to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you'll take this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. I now live for you. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer from the bottom of your heart, you say, you're a child of a living God. You are not just his creation. You belong to a family. Welcome to every single one of you. At this point, we're going to deal with the offering. And I'm asking you to sow. Thank you so much for sowing for those that have been. And for those who've never gotten online or found a way to get the money on some resources to the ministry. Thank you for being that blessing. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for making things work. Because the ministry is still active. We're still running. We're still doing what we need to be doing. Keep praying for us. Ecclesiastes 1, 11 verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you'll find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. It says, doesn't matter what's happening on the earth. Keep on sowing, keep on serving. That's what it's saying. Cast your bread upon the waters. Be okay to share. We're sowing into the United States. We're sowing into families' lives in this season. We're helping families on many levels. We're casting our bread because God's system does not fail. He says, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there shall it lie. Verse 4 says, he, or he who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. That's a principle. It says that anytime you're paying attention to the environment first, before you're sowing your seed, you're concerned about the wind. You can't be concerned about the environment first before you sow your seed. You sow your seed because it works whether the wind is blowing, whether the clouds are full. It's seed time and harvest. You sow your seed. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. That means anybody doesn't understand the power of seed time and harvest. They're always living by the, the conditions of the world. So the economies are up and the economies are down. Not for us in the kingdom of God. That tells us that we can sow even though the wind is up, we sow our seed. In the morning, at night, doesn't matter. We sow our seed. Because when harvest time comes, even though it doesn't look like anything is happening, even though there are clouds, we still get to reap. Glory be to God. That's the principle of seed time and harvest. It says in verse 6, In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Thank you for sowing your seed. Thank you for not withholding your hand. Thank you for always sowing into the ministry. Thank you for being led by the Spirit of God. The Lord continue to bless you. I know, I know, I know. The presence of God provides for your peace. The person of Jesus 
provides for your peace. Praying, increase does not come through prayer. It comes through sowing. You need to sow your seed. That's a principle. Seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, God's going to make sure you get the harvest for the seeds that you sow. Father, bless your sons and daughters. Bless them on every side. Strengthen them. Give them your peace. Increase them. Show them, Father, in the midst of what this weather, what this economic weather looks like, that they can still reap from the kingdom of God as they are a blessing to you as they take care of your house, so you will take care of theirs and be a blessing to them. I bless them today from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, the Lord bless and keep you. Receive the blessing of the Lord this morning from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You're rising up and you're sitting down. You're going out and you're coming in. You're sleeping. You're working. Whatever you put your hands to, it will prosper. Your children are safe and secure. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are living under a different culture. You are free from the curse. You are living in Goshen. You are sitting in a season of jubilee. The hand of God is upon you and your children. You are safe and you are secure. There is good pasture for you because you have a good shepherd. Amen and amen. Well, we love you and we'll see you online again. God bless you and your family in the season. Amen and amen. God bless you.